0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Mint City Soccer Show. I am David Gussler, and I am your host, as well as I'm with the lovely and always good-looking Matt Swift. So, Matt, how are you?
1: Oh, man, thank you for the introduction like that.
0: Can you do that every week? I will do that every week, and you know the only requirement I need for you to do that is you have to wear a different kit every week, which I'm sure you can probably pull off. I think I can easily. manage that. Yeah, <laughs> especially the LA kit that you brought last week. So we won't mention <laughs> that. So, but, um so this week um, we are doing an episode, and it's right after the LA Galaxy and Charlotte FC inaugural home game, um, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of have some self reflection here, talk through some different things. You know what went well. And then we're going to get Matt's takes, hot takes, spicy hot takes, around what he thought the game was. Because we know that he wasn't in the supporter section, so he was taking copious notes in the seats he was located at inside the stadium. Isn't that right, Matt? I was. (laughs) He had his pen pad, his pen, uh, he was licking the pencil while he was taking notes, all that good stuff. I actually did have a notepad. Did you really? I did. Wow. Wow so anyways (laughs) um but yeah so let's let's get started matt so um you know what i i'll just say i mean i want to get your impressions but like you know just now we're what 48 hours removed from you know the initial game how are you feeling like what was what's the overall feeling are you feeling accomplished happy sad what's your like what would be the best way to describe how you're feeling now
1: Oh, I like that you said "accomplished." Uh, that's a, I think that's a good word, and I think everybody should feel accomplished that uh, that has helped build this. Um, a lot of work has gone into it, from organizing the tailgate to the tifo to the march to all the events leading up to this. For everybody that has spread the word of Charlotte FC, uh, kudos to you. Uh, so. Accomplished would be a, a good word for sure. I'm glad you
0: said that. Well, you know, I said that because that was going to be my word, but that's okay. I'll, I'll take another. <laughs> I'll take another word here, but um, it was definitely a labor of love, I guess. So it mm-hmm. was a, uh, so a lot of work um, for those who have been involved in, you know, other supporter groups, support, supporter group council, the you know, Mint City Collective council, the officers, the chapter mm-hmm. leads. I mean, what have you, there there was so much work put into this and everyone was doing it just because they felt like it was the right thing to do. And they wanted to have something special to remember. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was a lot of labor into it, but I I think a lot of folks probably felt the love afterwards because like you said, like we, you know, we'll talk about it here in just a second, but I feel like the the tailgate was a smashing success. I felt Mm -hmm. like the, the March was way over anybody else's expectations <laughs> I felt that you know inside the stadium you know we'll talk about the national anthem we'll talk sure. about the supporters section we'll talk about just the in-game experience I felt like you know that exceeded people's expectations and you know and then we'll get into the actual game itself but you know I think you know not just us as supporters put in work but you know credit to Sean McIntosh and Alex and Jess and Nick Kelly and you know, Joe and all these folks with the team, like they, you could tell they obviously put work in to, you know, last week's game. Like it was a, it's a labor of love. They've had two years to kind of plan and get <laughs> this stuff, but they built everything from scratch. And if you went to the game on Saturday, I don't think you would be able to walk away and be like, you know what, this is something new to them. I think it, there, you know, there was some, you know, just like anything else, there's some strength and opportunities um, throughout any kind of experience. But, you know, I think that they, they, they achieved what they wanted to do. And I think that everyone walked away with having a great experience.
1: Yeah. I think for the supporter groups, if you look at that tailgate, uh, (laughs) just know that uh, (laughs) that was very successful uh, to have that many people there. Uh, It's pretty, pretty impressive. So all that hard work has definitely paid off. Um, And it was, it really was a truly special, special day.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll let's let's talk about the tailgate just a little bit. Just you know, for those who weren't there, um, one, why weren't you there? But no, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if if you know, for those who are there or not there, um, for one, for people who don't know, the supporter groups have a pregame lot now, um, and it's it's off McNich Street, I believe is how it's pronounced, but it's right off yep. Morehead, uh, seven hundred three McNich Street, and um, it's just a huge lot. And each supporter group had their own quote-unquote section, but the cool thing that we saw was that yes, each supporter group had their own section, but um, a credit to Matt Chantry because he really did kind of take charge, and then also, you know, shout out to the other supporter groups with, you know, their work and input like Lucas and Guillermo and you know, um, I just you know, I'm drawing a blank here, Patrick from Hooligans etc, right? All these folks worked together to ensure this lot was a community, because like, yes, each supporter group had their own section, but you saw there was like a, a common area in the center. You saw that um, other folks were there to kind of ensure that, um, you know, it was, a, it was a great experience. You had picnic tables. You had, you had a blow up football court. You had a, a bouncy house and Matt, I'm really disappointed. We didn't get an Instagram live for the MCC <laughs> page of you jumping up and down inside the lot, inside uh, the bouncy house.
1: Maybe next time. Maybe,
0: maybe next time. I'm, I'm afraid I would pop it if I did that. So, um, but Yeah, it was a labor of love. It took so many hours of planning. People don't, I don't think people realize how much time and effort was spent into that. Um, I know I got there around noon. Matt Chancho was even there before I was helping direct and help people go where they needed to go. Um, Credit and shout out to our members who volunteered. Like we had people volunteer to run the merch table and, Mm -hmm. you know, help support with food and help support with trash pickup and help support with picking up generators and those kind of things. So I think you saw it was a labor of love. And so, It was a smashing success, I think, and it was um, really well put together. And I think we're only going to get better at it as time goes, right? Um, So the next home game is New England. Do I expect to see 3,500 people out there again in the tailgate lot? Probably not. But, hey, if we do, that's great. We're starting a a tradition of our own. So what did you feel like the tailgate was like, Matt?
1: Uh, It was nuts. Um, It it was nice, though, because I – my my nephew and his girlfriend was there. My best friend nice. from high school was there. Uh, you know, had all the all the members from Mint City and of course all the other supporter groups. So there were like these little little moments where my whole entire world kind of converged from different aspects of my life. Um, you know I had uh, friends that are kind of new to soccer show up and it was a uh, pretty uh interesting day uh, and very rewarding, I think
0: funny it's funny you said that because like I had parts of my world kind of coming together there too like I had um my old soccer coach actually came to the tailgate oh, and cool. came up and said hello right I haven't seen him since I was 17 years old right and so it's <laughs> awesome um you know I've seen him in passing here and there but him and actually an old teammate of mine came and hung out at the tailgate for a little bit and I'm not gonna say that it's been like 17 years but it's been <laughs> 17 years since I've been you know since I've seen them right or not yeah. 17 16 or so but um you know, that was a great feeling to kind of see that. And obviously, like you said, all the MCC members, it's been great to see folks that walked up that were like, hey, this is such and such on Slack. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I recognize you <laughs> yeah. by your profile picture. Thanks for coming out. Like I, I yeah. met, finally met Ryan Allen. And was, uh, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah, to say yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's absolutely. like, oh, like, you know, it's like finally to put a face to the, to the, uh, you know, the stat guy finally right. within Slack. So, um, <laughs> you know, that was it was a great, great time and, and. Really look forward to how this evolves and continues to grow and become, you know, part of our own tradition. Because if there's one thing we do right in the South, it is, it is pregame and tailgate. So That's um, right. I know I know Sam Lloyd even said that on his Twitter account. He's like, boy, people in the South sure do know how to tailgate. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just to kind of take it from there, looking at the tailgate, uh, we went from there to the march. And so for those who didn't see, there was a quote-unquote signal um, from the stadium, which was fireworks, the bell tolled. Um, and that's kind of the, the signal that we're going to have from now on to say, hey, guys, start making your way to the stadium, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, our, our our keep or our castle, they're going to kind of lean into that, you know, queen and medieval times kind of theme. But um, I thought the march was fantastic. It was <laughs> huge. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I, I kept turning around and just taking pictures, and it was just people as far as I could see. Um, you, had, you had some smoke, which I think is, uh, you know, a heated topic but you know it is what it is uh you had some smoke out there you had some people with drums banners flags there's people out there that just wanted to enjoy the march so um i thought that was fun i saw your videos underneath the tunnel there from the greenway which was awesome um yeah. so what would you think of the march matt
1: well i may have been one of those people that was popping smoke i uh actually <laughs> we'll, we'll, did we'll scratch it. that from the record so
0: the <laughs> fire marshal did not hear that someone on the show did that so
1: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help myself. I got caught up in the moment, but uh, I, I I spent a lot of my time at the very uh, front of the line because I wanted to get some photos and, and videos, and just to see that coming down the road was uh, pretty spectacular uh, and just mind blowing of just how many people were in this big massive line. And I felt like uh, we stopped every couple of feet <laughs> to do chants and right. uh, pop more smoke, but it was it
0: was awesome to see. Yeah, credit to the the Capos, not the Capos. I've learned. <laughs> I've already learned it's the Capos. But um, credit to them with, um, you know, Hector. And I believe, I'm, I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong here, but Mariano from Blue Furia. Uh, um, you had Jay and Trey there from Mint City um, going out there and kind of leading the march and helping getting those chants going. I will say, and, you know, we've gotten some feedback within Slack and on socials and members coming up. The, the march was so huge that, you know, some folks in the very back probably didn't hear the chants or probably didn't hear the the capos in the very front. But that's OK. You know, we're, we're, we'll get better. We'll learn. Um, but when you have three thousand, four thousand people in a line marching to the stadium, you're not going to be able to get everyone to hear the same thing, unfortunately. So um, but it was a lot of fun. I heard chants. People on social reacted to it. Well, I know MLS Twitter really shared it and was like, hey, like, look at this. People are ready for soccer in the Carolinas." So. Um, I yeah. thought that was a success and a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we went very, very big uh, Saturday, <laughs> and it, uh, everybody took notice. Yeah,
0: so f- from the march, like you know, we w- we walked into the stadium and we went in, and you know, we had pretty unique atmosphere. I think DJ Fanny was you know kind of pumping in the music a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. getting some the crowd kind of active for those even that weren't part of the march, right? Sure. Um, what, what, what did you think about the pregame festivities? What stood out to you? Uh, what was unique, and um, what was something that you know potentially? Well, we may have may have missed, but we're going to give it a chance to kind of continue to get <laughs> get its foot in the door.
1: Um, I, I, I guess I was not aware of the light show type of thing that they could yeah. do in the stadium now. Um, that's that, new, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that caught me off guard in, in a good way. Uh, I was like, oh my god. Um uh, and the person, my friend Stephen, that I was with too, who's like, oh, and he's a he's a, uh, Panther season ticket holder, and he was like, oh man, okay, this is nice. Um, if I had to give maybe a a little critique is I love the DJ. I think it's great. I think we should keep doing that, but maybe cut it a little sooner. So the fans Mm -hmm. and especially the support group, once they get into the stadium, get them to start doing the chants because I I just couldn't hear anybody. Uh, And I know you have to do some of the lead up music and the walkout music and totally totally understand. Uh, but maybe it's, maybe some of the timing there could uh, could change. so
0: yeah, and I think uh, it's learning for all of us. you sure. involved yeah. supporters involved, et cetera, right. And because you know I definitely was in the supporter section pretty early um, they after the march, I went straight to the seat just to claim a spot and you know you had some folks starting chants while the music was playing, which is fine. like you know, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. but you know I think we, we can work on the timing a little bit from that. I really liked the player intros where they said the f- player's first name and then we could all say the last name after that. But yeah, I want I, to I get the stadium to get more involved. And I think as people learn and we do that yeah. more, it, it'll help. I mean, at least in the supporter section, we heard it. But I don't know if you were somewhere else in the stadium, if you heard that or not.
1: Yeah. So I'm in section 343. So it's like pretty much in the middle of the field. Ooh, and I I'm have tough. to say, even, even me, I was a little confused about, I'm like, why are they not saying the last name? It took me a little bit. Um, sure. And so I, I think it's that's something that's gonna have to catch on. It's the it's the first game and uh yeah, yeah I, I think towards the end people started getting it. But at first even I was confused. I was like, what why are they not saying the last name?
0: Yeah, I think uh I think as people got more familiar, they kind of caught on. Like you definitely heard it with Christian Fuchs, right? Sure. I think, and and <laughs> it's kinda of reminds me it reminds me of the old Brad Hoover thing in, in the stadium or you know, Luke
1: Yeah you know, kind Luke, of like yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke,
0: you know, kind of thing, yeah. right? So Fuchs, you know, that kind okay. of thing. So I I really enjoy that. I think um, we, we need to continue. Do not stop doing that. So I think we can continue to get better at that. And as fans learn our players, like we could hold these supporter group practices and hold these, you know, open house events, but no way you can get 75,000 people into the stadium and have them all learn ahead of time <laughs> and be like, Hey guys, this is what we're going to do. Right. So, sure. um, but I think that'll continue hopefully. So, yeah. Um, and then obviously we had the, the huge viral thing about the national anthem happen. So feel really bad for the singer because that was, um, I can't imagine standing in front of 75,000 people Mm -hmm. um, and wanting to sing. And then all of a sudden your mic cuts out. But then, you know, I thought it was a pretty magical in this moment, spur of the moment type thing where I felt like the entire stadium started singing the national anthem and kept it going. And then all of a sudden stadium production played into it and got the fireworks the time perfectly with everyone singing in the stadium, which was really cool. So what did you think from that?
1: No. Yeah. I thought that was, well, one, it was a very special moment. Uh, again, uh, I think a lot of, uh, people on social media and, and news channels, you know, thought that was special too. I think, uh, Taylor Twelman also tweeted that out and MLS and pretty much everybody's been talking about it. Uh, but yeah. And, and again, uh, big props to the, to the staff there and noticing, uh, what was going on and, and did the fireworks when, um, uh, the fans were singing it. Uh, and yeah, I feel bad for the, um, uh, for the singer. And, and maybe, maybe we could get her back to, uh, properly do it this time. But I, I sure. do, I, I do wish that maybe that's our tradition that we just sing the national anthem.
0: Yeah. I think that it's, it's gonna be really cool. I don't know if we'll capture that same vibe of 75,000 people again, but sure. even if it's the lower bowl, 30,000 doing that against mm-hmm. new England, I still think it'd be special. 30,000 people singing singing it, you know. Absolutely. Um, I know some people have some personal opinions about, like, should we be even be doing national anthems during during sporting events, especially when, if you look at our club makeup, like, half of them aren't even from the United States, right? But um, I get it. You know, it's it's here or there. But um, I will just give a quick shout out to Al who is, I, I've actually mm-hmm. met him. He's the charge of stadium production for all these things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he he rolled with it and it is what it is, right? And, I, and really cool thing on social, um, Bleacher Report just posted a quote-unquote behind the scenes of Al for that day um, on mm-hmm. on Twitter. So if you Google that, pull it up, and he actually gives you a look of behind the scenes of that moment of when the mic cut out um, and just rolling with it, right? So yep. huge shout-out to him and his team. Again, feel really bad for the singer. Um, hopefully we can get her back to do it, you know, properly. But I, I, I love the idea of having that be our tradition or to start out with, like, every single time. I love it. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're, I think you're missing a moment, David. <laughs> what, what moment is that? <laughs> you, you said
0: you got in early to take your spot. Oh, where, no. where was your spot, man? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I had the, uh, I had the, the honor to be able to be the first person to uh, do our coronation, our crowning for Sherald FC. So one of the, one of the traditions that the team is wanting to start is having somebody who is impactful in the community celebrity locally, et cetera. They want to highlight just not sports players. They want to uh, highlight people who, you know, do a lot of community good and impact Mm -hmm. locally. And and I think the first person they had is someone that does both. Like they were a sport, right. um, Personality. They were local in the community with all their charitable work and they're Mm -hmm. an athlete. Right. And so Steve Smith was the team's person that they had on there on the, on the throne in the, in the supporter section. And I had the opportunity to put a crown on his head. So um, we'll, we'll ignore the fact that I didn't put it on his head as tight as it should have been. And it fell backwards for half a second, <laughs> That's um, all right. But, but Hey, um, you know, I got to be on the big screen for half a second and crown Steve Smith. So, uh, that's something that I will cherish forever because I can <laughs> now use that as random trivia, introducing myself to new coworkers or people will be like, Hey, I put a crown on Steve Smith's head. With no I, context,
1: I don't <laughs> think anyone else could ever claim that. Uh, I don't think so either.
0: Steve Smith doesn't give me the, give me the vibes that he is someone that usually puts a crown on this head all the time. So,
1: well, you look good doing it, and I, I think Steve Smith is a perfect first person to uh, have that honor.
0: Yeah, and you know, and some folks like I, I'll just say like you know, he's, he's a Panther player. So some folks may be like, well, you know, it's just because he's Panthers, but his son grew up here locally. His family is, his son was a soccer player um, locally at one of the colleges and university, one of the college universities here in the area. Um, I actually played against his son on seven V seven, not long ago, and he's pretty good. Um, So, (laughs) um, so I will not rehash what that mark or marking system was like against him. But, um, but yeah, it was, I think it was a great ceremony to kind of start and I look forward to seeing who they do more of that. In the future it would not be me crowning again i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> Very but yeah cool. so yeah i you know i think that kind of you know captures what the day experience is like tailgate mm-hmm. was like, amazing the march is amazing um pre-game you know we're learning as we go and we'll mm-hmm. get better at it as we continue to do this more often and because we only got like what 16 17 more tries to go <laughs> um so we'll definitely get better at this moving forward but now we get to actually talk about the meat of what mm-hmm. everyone is tuning into this podcast because everyone, when they see these episodes drops, they're like, I need to know what Matt Swift thought about the game. So I don't. what I would love to do <laughs> is start um, a segment, and I'm just going to spitball the name here. You guys can tag us on social if you love it, hate it. doesn't matter. We'll, we'll roll with it for now. Um, but the good and the bad and the ugly of the game, Matt. So would love to know what was good. What would you like um, mm. from the on-the-field perspective? And would love for you to take you know information from your copious notes from your notepad from that night
1: okay so the good um we kept it close yeah possession was about even or right at even um i think we learned a lot in this game and I don't know if there's a, a lot more good, per se. Uh, I, 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 Again, when you have these matches, you get experience under your belt. Um, we are trying to figure out the system still. We are trying to figure out where everybody's best positions are. So there's some good in that. Um, other than that, there's more... I don't want to say bad and ugly, but there's, there's more of that. And we can get into that in a second, but, uh. Um, how about
0: the, how about the good, the tempted and the, and the, the ugly? So, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but, um, I, I yeah. will say a good thing was, is that we, uh, Christian Fuchs, I'm a squirt a goal and which kind of made me scared yeah. there for a second for my, <laughs> for my, for my, for my bet. Um, so yeah. I was super excited, but I was, yeah. uh, I also was like, crap, this is going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess some good stuff too, uh, Douglas Costo, you know, we talked uh, in the previous episode. Uh he was someone to really watch out for. Um I didn't think he was that much of a factor in this game. Uh we kept Chicharito off off the scoreboard, so yeah. Uh some good good there. Um but we can get into some um maybe bad or kind of I'm um, scratching my head at things. <laughs>
0: So Luke, we need, Luke, we need Luke, to call a different warm. segment. <laughs> so the the good, the lukewarm bathwater, and the bad. How about that? So um, sure. So I will say one last thing for good, and and this is just looking at some of the stats from um, you know FootMob. Was that I think you're starting to see Miguel's system come to life a little bit, um, and starting to get the players more comfortable with it. Just because mm. looking at some of these stats in here, you you kind of see that right. And just looking at passing, 239 passes on our own half. And I think that goes back to Miguel's system: is resetting, playing out of the back, playing through the spine, and kind of going from there. Right? Um, that I think that's a good thing: is that the players are starting to get a little bit more comfortable for it. You're giving me a look right now. I know it's <laughs> it's giving you flashbacks of bad Arsenal. I know. Well, we'll let you we'll let you kind of share later. But I think for me, that's at least saying that the system is starting to come to life, and com- players are getting more comfortable in it. Um, I will say too, if you watch some of the, the press conferences. The players aren't getting frustrated. Like mm-hmm. I think that they're they're still feeling confident. They're they know that they can be really good. And um, like Jalen Jalen Lindsey had a, a good press conference after the game. Miguel as well. It was just like, hey man, like you know we're 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 stringing together some really good stuff here. The players are still feeling confident. We're we're feeling good. It's not like they're getting frustrated, which I think is good. They're believing in themselves and their system, which I think is eventually going to pay off mm-hmm. um, in the long in the wrong long run. So I think that's a good thing to kind of put a feather in our cap on.
1: Yeah. I, I, I will say in that same press conference, Miguel said that um, we were, I think better than LA. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which game he was watching. Uh, Oof. Cause Oof. I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't know that we were better. Matt uh, Swift with the hot take, bring get that <laughs> quote and run that on Twitter. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I,
1: again there's there's <clears throat> positives and and to your point david um the re- these results the results are going to come and we're going to keep getting better and better and we're also still missing pieces and we're going to get in that in a second so i think the season's only going to get better uh so uh, as a player i i think they know that too uh i will say them playing out of the back they were more crisp this game and that's a positive oh for sure yeah. Um, you you mentioned the stat about having possession in our own half, and I that's why I made the face because <laughs> I could care less <laughs> about <laughs> possession. In our, and it, no, I, I will say. Let me let me back up. That that is important, and it is part of the system. But we need to talk about the uh, the other half of that uh, and getting into the attacking third. Uh, so one of the things that we absolutely have to figure out is the left side of our squad. Um, mm-hmm. Joseph Mora, again, I felt had a rough go of it Saturday. And I'm having a hard time figuring out why he was brought into the squad. I, I understand his MLS experience, and that that may seem like a benefit, uh, but he's been a disappointment to me. I, I don't think he fits the system. Um,
0: and, yeah, it, I... Yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, i mean I, I think it's i think it's twofold i think it, he doesn't fit the current lineup or system that we have currently with that five back set right and putting yeah. him into that that left wing back you're asking a player who is defensive minded and i will say like defensively i don't, I don't have a problem with him like being back there in the back and like yeah he, he hasn't really let anything kind of go crazy right but mm-hmm. um i think what we're i think we're asking too much of him in that current setup and i, I don't know if you notice but we started with that five back set and I, and I think um, some folks in Slack pointed it out was like about halfway through the first half or even towards halftime. Like yeah. we, we kind of slide, like slid and then like did a four back set just because like we, we realized that it probably wasn't working very well. Um But yeah, right. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to hate on him too much or like, you know, rag on him because, you know, I think he's, he's doing with what he can and defensively, but like, you know, hopefully Miguel's learning and adjusting and saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to put a defensive minded guy. That's going to sit back a little bit into a wingback position that he's not comfortable with.
1: Yeah. During that game, Miguel actually had a handed a piece of paper to Mora uh, for that change. So they, so they went back to a, a four back system, which moved Mora to left left midfield, which uh, I, I, again, I, I guess that's okay if if you're in the first half, you're trying to get the halftime and and see what's what. But to keep him out on the left for that long, and we'll kind of go into the second half, it, it, it kind of boggles my mind, uh, and I just don't, I just don't understand. Um, so for me, at, at at some point, I'm good with letting Adam Armour start. Uh, I know what I'm going to get with Mora, and I don't think. I mean, we've we've given up what four goals in two games. I, I don't think if you start Adam Armour that they score any more. Uh, so for me, if you're gonna run this this five back system, I'm I'm totally okay with Adam Armour. He's Adam's fast. Adam's gonna get forward, and if he gets beat, I'd rather get beat with Adam than to continue with more and and struggle to get offense. That's our, that's our problem. Um, I'm actually pretty comfortable with our defense for the most part. It's just that, that side. And we'll talk about who more is paired with over there in a second. But I, at at this point I'm okay with Adam starting.
0: Yeah. And I, I I mentioned it in Slack last night and I, and I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I, I think with walks coming back here pretty soon, um, maybe you see him kind of get plugged into the center and they try Christian there on that left back. Um, and just run a four back and have, I mean, again, I would rather get beat with Christian back there in the left back. And then instead of trying to force a wing back in that position, and then we run it, you know, four two whatever. Right. And so it, it really depends on the situation, but um, yeah. yeah, I, what? we got, we got to try something different because offensively, and I think you saw it on LA, which we'll, I'll share during the, the bad part, but I don't think <laughs> we are seeing the offensive production come to life right now.
1: Yeah, it, it, if you're gonna go to a four back two, you could put Mora as left back, Christian and Crujo as your center backs, and Lindsay as your right back. Look at you uh, in that pronunciation. Good yeah. job, sir. You've Got to roll <laughs> those R's, man. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't do that. So you you could do that, um, but again, I I think Miguel wants to run with these wingbacks. So start start Adam. Let's we'll see what happens. and if if he makes <clears throat> a mistake fine he's young he's going to he's going to learn but I'd rather lose that way and get this guy some experience if that's going to be the future than to mess around with with what we have right now to be perfectly blunt and not that Moore is a bad player that, that I, I mean you said it I think he's just playing a little out of his comfort zone and it shows, uh, even, you know, DC United fans have said that that's not, that's not his style. He's more of a stay at home yep. defender and, and that's great. But when you are struggling offensively and you're running wingbacks, it doesn't make any, any sense to me. So, yeah. um, I don't know if you have anything else on
0: more, but let, I can also talk about uh, who else <laughs> is on that side. That's struggling. Well, I think we're gonna get to that where that, that goes into the bad, right? So yeah. um, I will just and, and I'll just circle back. I will say, at least in the good part, I, I thought Kalina played pretty well.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: I I think uh, just a quick shout out, just to kind of circle back because um, going back to those passes out of the back, I think mm. he made some saves that um, unbelievable saves. could could have made could have made LA go up by two or three. So absolutely. Um, so I, I will say I think he kind of showed up well in, against LA. So.
1: Yeah, I think he is a phenomenal goalkeeper. I'm really glad that we picked him up. Uh, I I do think us playing out of the back, he's the the right type of goalkeeper. He's good with his feet. Uh, not that we won't mess up. Uh, again, you live and die with that. But uh, like like I said, uh, passing out of the back, not just him, but just
0: everybody looked a lot better
1: uh, Saturday night. But he he was phenomenal. He made a couple of saves that yeah, absolutely kept us in the game.
0: Yeah. So, um, anything else you think from the? I don't want to say lukewarm bathwater because that's not that's a terrible name for the segment, but just <laughs> the the eh part of the game. Anything else that stood to you?
1: Uh, no. When we get into the subs um, subs and everything, uh, there may be some more good there. But cool, cool.
0: Yep. So what? So what stood out from the the quote unquote the bad or just not 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 great?
1: I think the whole <laughs> stadium could agree that Yori Reyna had a miserable
0: night. It was uh, rough.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I don't know. So he made a run in the first half with the ball. Um, He he made a great turn and kind of had a breakaway and then basically just dribbled into three people, Uh, whatever. Uh, But he came up a little lame there at the end of -hmm. that. And I and I noticed in the second in the second half when he came back out, he had like black tape all over his legs, indicating there may have been like a muscle strain or something. Yep. So I don't know if that was part of it, but he he was absolutely terrible this this game and it, he's he's been one that I've been really excited about. But let me tell you, he also has a problem finishing the ball. Uh he missed he missed some chances in DC and again Saturday it it ended up being a foul so it wouldn't have counted, but he missed a wide open header. Oh um, yeah. So yeah. and he, a couple of his shots just haven't been strong. Like I, I, I'm starting to worry. And again, it's that whole whole left side. So uh, we just we struggled offensively, and then in the second half we struggled defensively because Jordy Reina just did not play defense second half, and it showed.
0: Yeah. So just to kind of piggyback off that on on foot mob, he was actually the the lowest rated player on our roster. Right. Um, Five point nine. Right. Yeah, five point nine, which is really uh, bad. Again, I I, I'm not, I don't want to be the armchair, armchair quarterback, especially from the supporter section, just sitting back acting like I know <laughs> I could do any better. But um, there was one there was one play after watching the replay the next day that I just it was it was I believe it was either the I think it was the second half, and he just let a guy drill past him mm-hmm. into the box, and then it was that it was that moment where it hit. Kalina, and then there was like a free ball for a second, and then um, they had to quickly just clear it, and it became a corner, right? And yeah. like he literally stopped; he just stood there in the box, not yeah. trying to do anything. And I'm just like, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like I, I you're. It's not like he was on the other side of the field. It's not like he was 15, 20 yards on the field. He was literally five to 10 yards away from the guy, um, and it was just a was yeah. not a great situation from that perspective.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to say. That he was being lazy, because again, I I don't know if he was not having issues with, with sure. one of
0: his legs, or I I, I don't know, but uh, um, but it looks to <laughs> Yeah, but that goes back to Miguel. If Miguel, if you know your guys pulled something or strained something and is not a hundred percent, don't wait until. I mean, I think he subbed like what seventy fifth minute for for Reyna. Uh, no, yeah, eighty seventh eighty seventh minute. Like that is yeah. If he's okay. not doing well. And like I remember, there was a there was a certain somebody that was in the supporter section with me, standing there right before half, and he even said, "There's something off with him." Mm-hmm. Most most managers or coaches would have pulled him by now, even if it was the first half. And it, like if, if that's yeah. the case, don't wait until three minutes before the game ends to put somebody else there in his place.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk about the subs because I'm not happy with with that <clears throat> either. But uh, you're right. I, I think you give him to halftime, you get him off, and then you make a make a switch. But I, sure. Uh, Yeah. Something seemed off uh, and it just was not, not his night at all.
0: Yeah. Um, So other than the subs, which I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but like, was there anything else that stood out to you? That was just not great.
1: Yeah. There's one thing. And and I don't think people are going to agree with me, but I would love everybody's comments and feedback on this. I don't think the pairing of TT Ortiz and Alan Franco works. I like both players. So don't get me wrong. But them together, I don't think works. Their their spacing was god awful. Um, the, the midfield got too stretched for m- most of the first half. Um, Ortiz and Franco tried to make width, but all it did was it left gaps for LA to exploit. And uh, TT's like, he has a tendency to kind of go all over the field, which is good and bad. <laughs> but I, I I would like for him to have a little more positional awareness, but I I don't think that that pairing really works. Um, Again, I was happy with the way Brant played. I'm comfortable with Brant in that number six role. And again, I I should probably clarify because I saw somebody make a comment on this. So the number six role is not like number six on the back of your jersey. The number six role is a central defensive player. So they're going to sit right in front of the defense, right in the middle of the field. They're going to do a lot of cleanup. Uh, they're going to get the ball out of the back and get it to the more advanced midfielders. Uh, so when I say number six, I mean defensive midfielder. Uh, so I'm comfortable with Brandt and, or, or Sergio Ruiz. So I'm, I'm good there. It's just the two other midfielders. And of course we've talked about the left uh, that I'm not sure about. Um, and, and when you look at, you know, not that football, foot mob is the end all be all of things, but when you're, sure. when they rate players, Jordi Reyna was the worst at 5.9. Swiderski was second, 6.0. Then Titi and Alan Franco. Titi was 6.3, and Alan Franco was 6.5. Those were our worst, quote unquote, four worst players on the field that night. Uh, so I. Like I said, I don't think that Ortiz and Franco work well together. I could be wrong and it could just be a matter of, you know, they need some more time.
0: That's what I was just, ask. Do you think it's something that yeah. they just need to get more familiarity with each other or is it something where they it, it just needs to be a change?
1: I we're going to talk about Atlanta in a little bit, but I I wonder if we go, we keep Brant at the number 6. And then we have TT and Sergio because I would like to see Sergio play in a more advanced role because <laughs> uh, he could play both. Yeah. I would like to just see what that what that's like. It, it, we got a little bit of that in preseason, but I'd really like to see it in a in a regular season game. Um, but I, I don't. I you know and, and and again I like Ortiz, I like Franco. I just don't know if I like them
0: together. I think I think. Uh... Ben Bender is gonna, is making a name for himself as well and I think you're oh, going to yeah. see him I oh, think yeah. you're going to see him get some more playing time sure. over the next few weeks because yeah. I will say in that second half when he came on um seen, don't want to say he's the only one but he had some fight in him and you could tell um mm-hmm. in that second half that he was putting a ton of effort in and honestly his his corners looked look pretty good yeah. like he he they were in the box they were needed where they needed to be um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we try something different with one of those midfielders and adding, uh, Ben into that spot already, which is, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that our number one super draft pick is, uh, you know, already starting or not super draft apologies, but the <laughs> number one, you know, college draft pick is, um, already starting potentially or getting excessive play time. It could be a good thing from Bender's perspective, but it also, it's not really, you know, not something that you see in MLS a ton of.
1: Yeah, we, and we could talk about the subs now if if you want, because it, you yeah, bring up a good it. point about, about Ben. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the subs came on way too late again. Second game the second in a row. Week, Yeah, but they this say second happened. week in a row. Yep. Yeah, and so I'm not happy about that. And I don't understand that, too, especially what we talked about with Yordi uh, Arena. Uh, it, you know, Rios and Bender came into the game in 73rd minute. Ben Bender looked good and has looked good. What I like about Ben is he's he plays positive balls. He's he's energetic. He is really good in tight spaces. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when he's dueling with someone or a group of people, he tends to come out with the ball. I don't know if it's because of his like long legs or what it is, but he's really good in tight spaces. And he's a lot faster than I think people realize. And he's good with both feet. Um, yeah. Yep. So I've been really, really pleased with him. I'm not saying he should be a starter. I don't think he should be, but we might want to think about bringing him on a lot sooner than the 73rd minute, especially when we have people that are that are struggling. Um, then you have Mackenzie Gaines, who doesn't come on until the 81st minute for Mora, which again I, I think is absolutely ridiculous. That Mora is playing out of position. He's playing the left mid and we wait that long to pull him, or and, and then we wait till I think, the 87th minute to pull Reyna, like you were saying earlier. Uh, I, I just don't understand the, the the timing of the subs, and that's something that I would like for Miguel to get better at, I think. And, he, and, and maybe it's just, again, it's the second game, just trying to see what is what, but I don't know. So far, I haven't been pleased with the, the timing of some of these subs.
0: Do you do you know the minute off the top of your head when LA scored? It, it, I believe it was like what 70th or seventy fifth minute, something like that. 72, seventy two, <clears> seventy somewhere <throat> f- so in the low mid seventies. Yeah, I can't so, I can't remember right off the top of my head. So for a team to only get five shots the entire game compared to LA's twenty one, and you are struggling offensively, and it you know could be Carroll, could not be Carroll, it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. But you got you got to change and try something different. And it could you could probably say that we're, we're trying to do a bend but don't break kind of method of, hey, we're happy if we draw LA, especially for the first game sure. um, there in the stadium. But for you to like still after being scored on, after very little offensive production, shots on goal, um, to kind of then say, eh, I'm going to roll with what we got still for another 15 minutes well, we, or 10 yeah, minutes.
1: They scored, like, I believe, in the 77th minute. Cool.
0: So then it took yep. 10 more minutes for those subs to come on. Right. Yeah. And you had Hagar come on. You had, um, Raina go off. You had Ruiz came on like super, super late, um, Bender and Gaines, and also, uh, Rios. And so Rios, I think the first sub was Rios to come off, come on for Carol right after that goal or right before the goal. And it was yeah, like, it was, it was before
1: I, I will say probably Miguel didn't want to make a change until, okay. After the, after after they scored, then you have to go chasing, and that's probably sure. why Gaines and Ruiz came in. Uh, but again, like you bring in Ruiz for Brant, who I thought Brant played well. Yep. You you should have brought in McK- uh, McKenzie Gaines earlier. Uh, so I I just you know I I don't know, and then you make a change for Jordy Reyna in the 87th minute. I, okay. I don't get that, so
0: yeah. So I don't want to belabor the point, but you know, it it, it is it's not been great the past two weeks. So I know Miguel's learning, we're all learning, but mm-hmm. that's something I think we can definitely improve on. So I will say one of the subs, which is which is a great story, was was Hagar got to be on the pitch, which I don't know if you saw um, the story online, and, and forgive me, I don't know the player that he had a visit from from LA, so maybe you can uh, help me out from yep. that, Sasha question. Cool. I cannot say that, so I'm glad you did. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Oh, man, I should have made you say it. (laughs) I know. Um, So so I think, um, you know, for those who don't know, Hager had, like, pediatric cancer as a kid, right? And so um, was in a – was a children's hospital and had a visit from an L.A. Galaxy player, got his jersey as a kid, um, which also makes me feel super old. That, like, that was, like, 10, 11 years ago and he was 8. So – but the fact that he got to go on the pitch, trade jerseys with that player, and make a debut in in Charlotte – already um Mm -hmm. it's a really cool story and you know I I will give credit to him like he he, Miguel's putting him in a hard spot he's he's a midfielder by by trade and he's being put into that winger spot pretty pretty often early on so I know that's out of necessity most likely but um hopefully you know it seems like he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable there on the wing but not not fully all the time yet. but you know great story and I'm, I'm super glad he got to go on the pitch during that during that time
1: yeah i I do want to say that once we get some other pieces on the team you may not see him play all that much uh not that he's playing a lot now but he's sure. young so he's going to be learning and I could see him going out on loan or or, or something so uh, or it could be wrong maybe maybe he yeah. keeps improving and not not that he's a he's a bad player but he's he's young and like you said not getting uh, a chance to play in his true position
0: yeah i think that that would be a good option if we can get this rumored winger potentially that is on the internet so if you google it won't confirm it because we, we don't have any information um but if that happens i think potentially you may even see reyna not play as much if we can get I, the, and, yeah i yeah. think that would be ideal potentially because reyna coming off the bench could be fresh legs and quick but that um, is right
1: um yeah I, I think that is where he's going to be most suited because that way he's not having to run and play for, you know, 90 minutes. Uh, he can come off fresh off the bench, use that speed to, to, beat, to beat tired legs. I, I think that's where he's going to be most suited. And also, too, I mean, he, there's going to be games where he starts because we need some rotation uh, or we may have some players that pick up in- sure. injuries. But uh, for the most part, I, I think as we build depth – you will probably see him move to the bench.
0: I think um, ideally, and this is just me living my pipe dream, if that player comes to f- fruition from, is it Dworski? Is that how you say it or who? How, I don't know. I'll have to look it up here real quickly. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll, try, it, try it again. No, I'll, I, I got to quickly bing it real quick because I, I generally don't know. Um, but um, if, if he it's, gets it's signed. It's Camille, Camille Joswiak. Joswiak, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Joswiak, he's, oh, yeah. man. He's Polish. He's, yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough episode online, I think. Um, so um, <laughs> if, if he gets signed, I would not. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we go to a four three three, have a four back, three midfield, and then you have Rios, him, and Carroll on top, and then have Reyna potentially be a, a, as a as a, a sub because I think Rios can play that wing position a little bit. I think that's where he he was playing a little bit in Nashville. I could be wrong on that, but at least he has a little bit. Or we could do a you know a four. I don't know four four two like we'll see you know what I mean I, so I would
1: what? like to do a four one four one ooh like a Jew because I do like uh, again I do like that number six right in front of the defense to help out mm-hmm. uh, and I think you could use Swiderski as a a target man up front he can also spin and turn and, and as we saw you know he did get a, a a halfway decent shot off he doesn't need a lot of space to get some power behind the ball um, yeah. Yeah, but he just has to get service. I think he had 18 touches on the night. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, I think I think you saw the I don't want to say desperation, but the team was just trying to get something going from up top. Like, I think that's where the team is um, not working Miguel's system a little bit is when they start doing those bombs and those long balls, just hoping that he can get a sprint or beat a player up top. Just a hope and prayer kind of like those Hail Mary kicks. You know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah, I, I think some of that worked at, at the beginning. Um, sure. I want to say we sure. caught, off, caught LA off guard a, a little
0: bit, but um, the passes so you can't, weren't quite yeah. as crisp as they should have been. You can't do it for 90 minutes because then, you, as you saw, Carroll then starts to get gassed, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. There is a difference between being fit and being match fit, and that was his first game. It just let everybody know. Sure. I mean, he's played preseason, but then he had a little bit of a break, and sure, you know, training's one thing but match fitness is a whole different
0: thing yeah. so yeah. and I think people don't realize it's it's only been five weeks since we signed them like that, that's it seems right. like forever ago but it's only been five weeks in preseason and then a gap back to Poland and then back to here like yeah, it you know it's gonna take time it's gonna sure. take time. So anything else you'd like to, to chime in on from the from the game before we move to Atlanta?
1: I think I think that's all.
0: Cool so you know looking ahead. We go to our i eighty five rivals, you know everyone's favorite, you know team from down there. What do you What do you think, to, Like, what do you expect first, and then, like, what What, what is your predictions after that?
1: Ooh. Well, I I know we're playing them away, and that's always not ideal. But now might be the best time to play them uh, with a lineup that's decimated by injuries and other issues. We have a real chance on Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's um, you know, you never want to cheer for a player to be hurt because, like, you know, that, that, you know, health and safety first. But sure. the fact of the matter is, is that you are looking at their roster and they have some depth issues potentially now, and um, now is the time to do that. And I swear to God, if they score their f- the first team goal ever, and I am not there, I am gonna be so <laughs> upset. I'll be ecstatic. Yeah. I will, I will, I will record my reaction at home. But um, knowing my luck, that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna score first, I think.
1: Well, maybe that's the luck we need is you not going.
0: And then I could never, go never go again. Never go again.
1: That's right. Uh, I mean, how big of a fan are you, David? Like, if they score, and that's, I mean.
0: If they score and they go on this run because I don't go to games ever again, then I will take one for the team and sit at home and watch the game. Um, but no, I, I, you know, I obviously, Elena has some injuries going on right now. They're going to be, the fans are going to be. They're going to be a little salty that we beat their attendance record. So I, I expect them to to pack the – I don't want to say the Georgia Dome because that's – Jesus, I'm dating myself. Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Dome. But, um, you know, I I expect them to pack that out. I expect them to have a, a really good showing and a loud showing. So I really hope the team is expected to hear that because it's going to be indoors because Atlanta never opens the Dome. That It will be indoors. It will be loud. They haven't played in an environment like that. They played in our environment last week, but we were cheering for them this week it's going to be loud and it's going to be against them. So I hope that they're prepared for that.
1: Well, a big piece that uh, might be missing is Ozzy Alonzo. He was withheld from the last match uh, on the advice of a cardiologist, which is, which mm. is never a good sign. And I, so I'm not sure if he's going to be available to play this Sunday. I'll have to keep looking to, to see, but if he's not out, he's a, a big part of their, you know, their midfield and, uh, a key cog there so if he's not there again that's going to be beneficial to us and miles robinson um will also miss sunday due to picking up a red card against colorado they got worked against colorado that that was not a good showing by them but uh, it goes back to they're just missing so many people
0: yeah and so what do you expect? I don't want to say like lineup. I don't want to do like lineup talk because you know, who knows, but like, what do you expect the team to kind of show up next week? And what, I guess, what's your prediction from a goal perspective?
1: Oh yeah. So I, I think Atlanta will probably go with like a four, three, three. And I, like I said, I would like for us to go for, for like a four, one, four, one this time. Uh, and again, I think you drop more to the bench. Um, you have Raina on the left. I want to see T.T. and Sergio in the middle with Brandt kind of playing that, you know, number six role uh, and have gains on the right wing because uh, I think we're going to need some speed. Uh, and I, and again, I want to see what Sergio can do a little higher up up the field. Um, I think what we need to do is what Colorado <laughs> did last week and just keep the ball from Joseph Martinez. Uh, he he hardly saw the ball last week. And um, I think it, you know. Definitely paid off. So, if someone like Brandt or a, a center back can really just mark him out of the game, I think I think we have a really good chance. I think we win one to nothing.
0: Boy, would that be amazing to win one to nothing in Atlanta as our first ever win?
1: This is this um. is the chance to do it. Uh, it really, really is. And again, I know we're on the road, but I just this is the this is the time to do it.
0: Yeah. I was actually really shocked that Colorado beat them three to nothing. Like that is, I mean, Colorado is good. Colorado's yeah. good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like they were, they made the playoffs last year. I think they were what? Number one seed.
1: Yeah. They the um, were, they were, really, so. they were uh, they're a surprising team. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Atlanta and Atlanta is really, really good when they have all their, all their players available. But, but again, uh, this is, this is the opportunity to, to go down there and, you know, maybe zero zero tie is good, but I think well I think we can still one. Um, and it'd be good to get our first goal. I mean, we it's, you know, been a lot of minutes <laughs> and we haven't scored a goal from run of play, and that's a concern. But I, I think again what we talked about earlier is this is our third game now. We've had preseason. This will be our third regular season match. You're getting that experience and starting to know where people are making runs and everything like that. So we keep improving. Uh, and I think with some of the the things we touched on with the subbing and what do we do with Mora, what do we do with Reina? I I think we if we can fine tune some things, I think we have a shot.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really hoping and praying for a goal because even if it's a draw, I'll take a draw in Atlanta. But oh, absolutely, um, I take a draw. yeah. I'd take a draw there or, or, or I mean, even better, it'd be a win, but we really did a goal because even if you, if you look at our preseason game, this will be game number three. We haven't scored a goal in open competition except for a PK in the you know Carolina Challenge Cup the entire time. And so one, one goal from a PK um, and essentially six, what this would be the seventh match um, or no. Sorry, sixth or seventh match. It, it's not a great look to kind of see, and, and I know we've we've struggled with those winger positions. We just got Carroll going, but you know you gotta you gotta get some offensive production, and, and we can't go into Atlanta and only have five shots again this week.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, the the first half against LA, I think we were what were we outshot. It was it was something really really awful. Twelve to <laughs> one or twelve to one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was really really bad. Um, we didn't get our first shot until the 42nd minute, I don't
0: think. That, and I think it was the one that Carol took when right. he was trying to make something happen at the top of the box. And it was right, right at the keeper, right? And yep. so it wasn't even like this hit the post or almost was an end. It was, Yeah, we're just know.
1: not creating chances. And then when we get the opportunity to create a chance, we, you know. There was a there was a moment against LA where if Jordy Reyna would have played the ball on the ground across the box, we probably would have scored. But he he chipped it over uh, because he wasn't looking. And and so if we're not going to have a lot of chances, you got to make the most of the ones you have. And it yep. may be that we have to we need to maybe work on our corners or or set pieces, and maybe that's how we score. But um, we're just not creating enough
0: chances. I would love to see in Atlanta us reduce our fouls because it seems like whatever reason we are getting a lot called against us. And I don't know if that's just teams like our players aren't familiar with MLS our players aren't familiar with it, but I know DC. Yeah, we could, we could blame it on the ref and bad circumstances, et cetera. Um, but I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. I know that, um, Charlotte, for example, when it came to like fouls, um, man I should have not just pulled this up out of you know pulled this out of my butt um 11 fouls for us against LA right versus LA's 9 and then DC I know we had more fouls than DC had as well and so like I I just expect us to not see that because again going back to your point if we're going to score off set pieces or corners like we can't keep continuing to let the team have those free chances potentially um against us
1: sure yeah, you don't want to give them uh, any more opportunities than they're normally going to get. I'm okay with the with the fouls, uh, but, again, it just depends on where it is because I want us to be physical. So with that, we're going to rack up a few yeah. more fouls. But, uh, but again, are they in dangerous spots? And that's the difference.
0: That That's true. That's true. I don't have that stat on me, so I'll make sure I watch Atlanta with my my notepad on Sunday for just for <laughs> you, Swift, to be like, how many yeah. fouls do we give and where is it at? Yeah. I'll yeah. do my spaghetti map. I'll 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 trace wherever the the ball's going and go from there.
1: <laughs> did you get a chance to go back to watch the the Charlotte uh, LA game on TV? I did. Mhm. Got to say it sounded the the crowd sounded phenomenal. It was great.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know what? We just I just realized we didn't we didn't shout out or cover the tifo.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. How um, could we
0: forget that? <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that real quick before <laughs> we end the show, because yeah. man, you talk about a labor of love, yeah. um, man, like shout out to the, 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 the Charlotte supporter group TIFO committee, because that thing took forever to plan the drawings, the, the work that was put in again. I, I shouted it out a few weeks ago, but like some of our folks and like shout out to like Brandon Lewis and Trey and Alex, mm-hmm. um, Jordan, Mike, um, even Lucas from Uptown Ultra is like they they work from like 5 p.m. one day until 6 a.m. the next day working on drawing and painting that thing. <laughs> and, insane. Um I will say they're on social now. So they're on Instagram and Twitter. So if you're yeah, interested yeah, yeah. in joining this group to help paint and draw these next ones, I know the next one is New England. Mm-hmm. Um, join them, reach out to them, send them a DM and, and say, hey, I'd love to join and learn how I can help support this because it is a labor of love, but it looked fantastic on TV. Like the queen holding up the scarf for mm-hmm. the Carolinas for the crown. I don't know yeah. if people realize, and I'm just, I'll just share the story a little bit about like the actual queen, but like every supporter group has their own color palette, right? Mint city collective has, you know, blue and mint QC Royals has purple and teal. You have blue furia and uptown ultras, blue and black uh, hooligans has some purple and gold in their thing. Right. And so if you go back and look at the image of the, of the queen, Every supporter group that is part of the council has their color template built into the queen. So you had some purple, you had some mint, you had some uh, teal, you had some black and blue. It was amazing to see because it goes back to that synergy of all the groups working together when it came to this. Um, And I think we, I think we showed up pretty well. Austin had a really awesome TIFO this past week, but I would put, I would put ours second to Austin when it comes to that. But Austin also had a, a paid or not paid, a um, mural artist do theirs. We had sure. volunteers do ours. So I will, I will, I will put ours ahead of that just because of the love and effort we put into our very first one.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I was actually going to bring up Austin um, because they do a really good job with their tifos. Yep. And so here's the thing: if you're sitting there wanting, you know, bigger tifos, or you want a tifo for every home match. It can't be the same people doing it every time because oh, we're no. just going to burn, burn those folks out.
0: I'm uh, pretty sure Brandon Lewis's wife would not like that very much. Yeah. So Ash- Ashley, thank you for letting him do all this work <laughs> as much as possible.
1: So the thing is, if, if you want these grand things, it, you really do need to chip in. Uh, one, it's going to make it faster, 100%. right? The more people that are working on it, the faster it's going to go oh. and the bigger it can be uh, that, that. That one piece was massive, but if we wanted to make it bigger or have you know more components to it, that's um, got we have to have more volunteers uh, And again, the more we have the faster the bigger it can be. So if you're if you're interested in you're listening to this, let us know and we can get you in touch with the people that can start working on these.
0: Yeah, and I, I forgot one last one more person, but Becca as well. Mm-hmm. so man, she sewed that entire thing so obviously she had a sewing machine but she is the one that sewed all that fabric together that's crazy um over that time frame so yeah. um shout out to her as well but like all these people put this effort and time and love into it it's the same thing with the chants and the, the capos if you wanted to be a part of that like make sure you reach out to these committees so that way mm-hmm. we can make it a bigger and better experience every single week and we're going to get better sure. each week right just like the team we expect to get better and more efficient at this sure well, Matt. So, um, looking forward to Atlanta. Are you going down? I am. So I expect you to run up and down the Mercedes Benz Dome just like you did in DC. Capture that video. Get those <laughs> get those calves and those you know hammies ready um, to sprint up and down. But I'm looking forward to seeing all the pictures and videos from Atlanta.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a long day. We're leaving at 7 a.m. We have two buses <laughs> going down, and we're not getting back till midnight that night. Uh, so yeah it's gonna be the long day.
0: <laughs> so i will say like I'm, I'm i'm taking a break from that game so i am not going to be down there but i know we've got two buses worth of folks going down from mid city collective and we also have um blue furia is bringing a bus down as well so we got three buses worth of folks yep. um, heading down to atlanta it's going to be a you know i think we're gonna have a decent show in just like dc but i fully expect to see atlanta to be At capacity or close to it against us, unlike DC, where DC was only like half filled. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, expect us to make some noise. I hope to see some wonderful photos. Do us proud down there, Matt, because I know you're the one that's going to be leading all the chants and the social and the... (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll do the social.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you take copious notes. So um, anything else you'd like to add before we transition and say it's it's Atlanta week?
1: No, I think I'm good.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, Looking forward to continue to doing these every week. So Matt, as always, love your perspective. Look forward to the notes for next week and have fun and good luck in Atlanta. And we'll see you next week. All right. See you guys. Bye everyone.